edition. I am Vic Batista along with Wet Minister Nathan Jones of Lamb and Lion Ministry and we're transmitting live from the Aventura Hollandale Station. So thank you all for tuning in to our program and of course our lines will be open. The local number is 305-992-9537. 305-992-9537. We'd love for you to call in with your questions or your comments or text in your questions or your comments. Those of you that are watching us live via twitcasting.tv, feel free to also post in your questions or your comments there on the screen. And of course, today's subject matter is going to be that of the prophetic book of Jude, as we look at these incredible prophecies here in the book of Jude. But before we continue today's segment of this program, I ask Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for the opportunity to study your word. Lord, help us uh, understand it, help us grow in our relationship with you. And bless all those listening in, Lord, and bless the technology and all that's involved in, in broadcasting. And Lord, we just praise you for it in your precious and wonderful name. Amen. Amen. And you tune in to the Truthful Sacred Free Bible Prophecy Radio Edition. Big Batista Nathan Jones is talking about the prophetic book of Jude. Today's program is sponsored by Calvary Chapel Aventura and the Truthful Sacred Free Ministry. You can find more information at CalvaryAventura.com or on Facebook on JN832. We'd love for you to check out also our resources as well. And, of course, today we do want to share with you about a few wonderful resources. For those of you that are watching us live, they have the T-Wave.tv. You can check out that we have here some really wonderful resources, and that is the uh, CDs by the, uh, the Revelation Overview uh, by Dr. David Reagan, and you can check that out. Just a wonderful, wonderful resources, as well as, I want to encourage you to also check out this wonderful ministry, According to Prophecy, uh, by evangelist uh, uh, Don Perkins, and you can check out their website and also all their information. Just a, a lot of wonderful resources uh, to help you grow in when we talk about Bible prophecy or eschatology. And of course, I also want to share with you this wonderful booklet, uh, what is the Rapture by Chuck Smith? You can find that on the Word uh, for today. Just a lot of wonderful resources for those of you that would like to continue to grow in the field of Bible prophecy or eschatology. I want you to check those out. Of course, you can always get a hold of us at 305-992-9537 for more information about these wonderful resources. But before we continue today's program, I want to welcome my special guest, my good friend Nathan Jones, Web Minister with Lamb and Lion Ministries. Great to have you on the program. Hey, great to be back, Pastor. Thanks for having me on. Uh, it's a pleasure. I missed you last week. I know you were out and about taking care of business and, and getting involved in some wonderful things. So, Nathan, where were you again, man? You left me by myself. Well, I'm glad you had Don uh, Perkins to help you there. You were in good hands. <laughs> but uh, I was at uh, the National Religious Broadcasters Convention up in Nashville. It's a major convention held each year at the Opryland uh, Hotel there. And it's all about the having the major broadcasters, both television and radio and publications, coming together and, and uh, listening to major speakers who are on the front line of major issues for today, particularly uh, the, the conference was on Islam, how to deal with wow. that, on new emerging social media and technical uh, outreaches, as well as uh, political events that are you know, related to uh, what's going on in Washington, D.C. and how to deal with that. Mm -hmm. So it's a major conference. I've learned a lot, and I'm hoping to put some of that to use here in the ministry of Land and Lion Ministry. That is excellent. Well, we definitely missed you, Nathan, and it's always a pleasure to have you on. And, of course, every time you're on the program, you, I ask you to share a little bit about what's going on in Land and Lion and also contact information. So what's new? 
Well, Living Lion Ministries, we are a Bible prophecy teaching ministry. Our mission is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. Folks can check us out at lamblion.com. When you talk about new, we all sorts of new. We've got new television shows, Christ and Prophecy. We have new newsletters folks can sign up for. New discussions on our Facebook and Twitter, on our pages there, on our blog, and uh, new articles in the latest magazine. Our Lamplighter magazine just went out. So uh, this ministry is always busy producing material and getting people excited about the Lord's soon return. Amen. Well, I am super excited because I'm always stealing materials from you guys, naked store. Don't, don't call the Christian police on me. <laughs> well, we want people to repurpose our information and get it out there. Matter of fact, uh, you know, we were talking about the NRB convention. One of the speakers was uh, Reverend Ronnie Floyd. He is the head of the Southern Baptist Convention. And his whole sermon was about how churches need to get back to teaching about the soon return of Jesus Christ. Amen. Without that passion for the soon return of Jesus Christ, Churches are floundering, people aren't excited, they're wallowing and, and getting stuck in the day-to-day -day activities. And yeah. We need to have that passion. So, brother, I'm so happy that Calvary Chapel Adam Church is so into sharing the gospel, especially the good news and the soon return of Jesus Christ. Well, Nathan, I agree with you. It's just that we do need to educate our Christians, pastors, and leaders alike when it comes to Bible prophecy. Otherwise, they're going to fall for all this wave of nonsense that is coming down the pike. I had the opportunity last night, my wife and I were able to share at Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. They had a, uh, a couples uh, event and we were there and we were telling about our programs that you and I do on Wednesdays here and about Bible prophecy and the importance for people to really uh, get involved and, and uh, be educated. Uh, last week's program, you weren't here, but I also took some time to talk about the, um, uh, you know, the biblical blood moon versus this Blood Moon hype, uh, the movie that's coming out. And people need to understand biblically what the Bible has to say uh, about these events. Otherwise, if they're not educated, right, Nathan, they're going to fall for all these nonsense that comes out of the pipe. Yeah. and there's certainly a lot of nonsense that tries to water down the, the biblical message about Jesus' energy. I'm so glad you guys covered that. That's very important. Well, that's why I really love and appreciate what you guys are doing at Lamb and Lion, and we want to encourage everybody watching and listening to take part in this awesome sound ministry of Lamb and Lion and all these incredible resources, because you and Dr. Reagan, you guys don't cut corners, man. You, you know, you just go right at it, and you tell people the truth, and sometimes people get offended over that, but hey, we got to proclaim the truth. Right, Nathan? Exactly. Well, you know, the Bible is truth, and if yes. we try to sugarcoat it or ignore parts of it all, we're not sharing the truth that God wants us to share. And we try to share it in love, you know? We're not judgmental or pointing things. Yeah. We want people to know Jesus Christ as their Savior, and the truth is that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And they will not know salvation or heaven unless they give their lives to Jesus Christ. So Absolutely. you can't sugarcoat the truth, because the truth is what sets us free. Just like your radio program. So. <laughs> Absolutely. And I do love the way you do it. And Dr. Reagan, that you tell the truth in love. And therefore, people can receive it so much better than a judgmental uh, pointing finger. So I'm so appreciative to that, Nathan. And, you know, talking about that, Nathan, as we switch gears a little bit, you've been taking us to this incredible prophetic book of Jude. And in one of our segments, we talked about contending for the faith. Well, another segment we talked uh, there in the reminder of the judgments that are coming and the punishment that is coming for those that turn their back, backs on God. And also how there will be many false Christians creeping in, uh, bringing heresies uh, and destructive heresies into the, into the ministry. So you've been talking to us a little bit about that. 
And I know you're going to continue now to take us through the book of Jude, uh, picking it up there in verses 8 and on. But Nathan, for someone who maybe wasn't part of the first segment of our program, would you be able to recap for us verses uh, 1 through 7, uh, just in case someone maybe, maybe missed an episode? Okay, well, I kind of think of the letter that Jude wrote to the church. It's kind of like Paul Revere. You know, Paul Revere during the Revolutionary <laughs> War, he wrote yelling, the British are coming, the British are coming. <laughs> he wanted people to know that that danger was coming in, yeah. and a possible death as the troops marched across the American colonies. And, and Jude is doing the same thing. He's saying, the heretics are coming, the heretics are coming. They're, they're going to try to lie to you and teach you false things and, and pull you away from Jesus. Watch out, watch out. And that's what Jude does. Now, Jude was the half-brother of Jesus. Obviously, uh, he was uh, not of God, but he was of Mary and Joseph, so he was a half-brother. And Jesus' brothers and sisters did not believe that he was the Messiah until he was resurrected. Afterwards, Jude and his brothers gave their lives to Jesus Christ. And so Jude now is a leader of the church. And he's writing to the people and he's saying, hey, you know, these heretics, these, they were called Gnostics at this time. They, they believed they had superior knowledge that wasn't in the Bible and, and they just kind of made it up as they went. It was a very Greek-type thought. But these Gnostics are coming in, these heretics, and they're going to teach you false things, and they're going to do it for their own pleasure, their own benefit, uh, but uh, God will judge them for pulling people away from the truth of Jesus Christ, and that's where Jude's at at this point. Excellent point, Nathan, and we know that according uh, to the Bible, uh, more of these individuals are going to be coming, more false prophets, more false teachers, and uh, more heretics, and that's why Jude here addresses it, and uh, yeah, Nathan, you can continue to uh, take us through there, verses 8 and on, as we unravel these incredible prophecies in the book of Jude. Thank you. Sure. Well, Luke 21, Jesus said that uh, three times, that one of the major signs of the end times would be false prophets, false teachers, false Christ. And uh, they've always been with us, but they would increase in frequency and intensity as we get to these last days, and that's where we're at. Mm -hmm. So, let's uh, pick up with Jude, uh, verse 8, I'll be reading from the NIV. In the very same way, on the strength of their dreams, these ungodly people pollute their own bodies, reject authority, and heap abuse on celestial beings. But even the archangel Michael, when he was disputing with the devil about the body of Moses, did not himself dare to condemn them or slander, but said, The Lord rebuke you. Yet these people slander whatever they do not understand, and the very things they do not understand by instinct, as irrational animals, will destroy them. Mm. Wow, Nathan, I, I mean... Just that opening verse there in verse 8, in my version, uh, the New King James says, Likewise, also these dreamers uh, defile their flesh uh, and they reject authority. That, that's, a, that's a sign right there, right, Nathan, of those that don't want to uh, be under authority. No, not at all. They, they live in rebellion, rebellion against God and His law, and so they, they try to lie and make up things about that God never said in order to pull people away from Jesus Christ. It says they, uh, they pollute their bodies, you know, uh, with alcohol and drugs and yes. sexual immorality. They dream. In other words, they, they don't have a grasp on reality. You know, it's like people who believe that if Israel gives up half their country, that they'll be safe. Mm. Or if we let Iran get a bomb, they won't use it on anybody. Or if we tax the rich to death, then, then all of a sudden the country will flourish. You know, dreamers, that nonsense, that, that destructive ideas, and these are more destructive ideas that these heretics are offering. And they keep abuse on celestial beings. In other words, they have no respect for the hierarchy in heaven. They don't understand it, and they keep abuse on it. 
Well, Nathan, that's a very good point because, you know, Ephesians chapter 6 clearly tells us that we are in a major spiritual battle and these celestial beings are, beings are indeed at war and many, like the angelic beings, protecting us. They're on our side. Yeah, we never think about that, do we? Behind all the things that are going on in the world, the political and military battles and even the, the events that happen in our life, there's a spiritual battle between God's forces and Satan's forces in the background that we don't see, that we, we can't, maybe, maybe it's a good thing we can't, we'd probably be pretty uh, shaken there if we could <laughs> see these, these giant angels, you know, duking it out, but uh, that one was going on, and it's interesting that Jude here even gives us kind of a little behind the scenes here in verse 9, when he talks about the archangel, Michael, who is the head of all the angels, uh, he took the job when Satan uh, lost it, because Satan used to be the head of all the angels, but yes. Michael... Uh, he was disputing with the devil about the body of Moses when Moses died before entering the promised land, because he never did. And uh, Michael didn't rebuke uh, uh, Satan. He said, the Lord rebuked. In other words, he, he put the authority into God. And now, folks sometimes ask it, where did you get this story? You know, I don't read the Old Testament. I mean, if you go to Deuteronomy 34.6, it says that Moses' body was buried in Moab, in the valley opposite of Beth Peor. But to this day, no one knows where his grave is. So this idea in Jewish tradition came up that, well, maybe Moses' body was taken by uh, Satan and his forces or not. They, they didn't know. So it ended up actually being uh, put into what was called a pseudepigraphal book. A pseudepigraphal is uh, many of the books that were written real late. They were proven that they weren't real biblical books. But right. They're collected into a collection called the pseudepigrapha. And this story can be found in a book called The Assumption of Moses. Mm. So it's not that it's you know, this, the assumption of Moses is a, a book that we should say, oh, let's get connected to the Bible. But always this Jewish tradition that Moses' body was debated over by Satan and Michael and uh, Jude Captain to put this in here. That's a good point, Nathan. And of course, we also have other books like the Book of Enoch and some other writings that we can learn some a few things from them, but they were not added to the canon of the books. No, I think some of the ideas that came out of them, uh, for instance, uh, you bring up the book of Enoch, later in verse 14 and 15, uh, Jude will talk about something that can be found in the book of Enoch, in right. uh, chapter 1, verse 9, but the book of Enoch has long been discredited as an actual book. I mean, Enoch existed before the flood happened. If there was any book, it would have been destroyed, and uh, matter of fact, most of the books that were found in the book of Enoch were written 3,000 years later, right. and so it's, it's pretty clear that for those during their councils in the first few hundred years, that the Book of Enoch and the Assumption of Moses are, are extra-biblical books. They're written not by the original authors, and they, they hold Jewish traditions. And that's what you'd say. He's not quoting from the Book of Enoch. He's not quoting from the Assumption of Moses. He is just quoting Jewish tradition about what they believe happened. And there could be a grain of truth in that, because obviously right. Jude is in the Bible. And so that means the Holy Spirit... Uh, breathe this note. So there clearly then was a battle between Michael and, and Satan over the body of Moses. Maybe Satan wanted to use Moses' body as, a, as something to be worshipped or as a totem or something. I mean, the staff that Moses held up in the desert, that was worshipped for many years until it was finally destroyed so the idol worship would stop. So maybe that's why Satan took his body or tried to. We don't know. Exactly. And when the Bible is silent, we stay silent, right, Nathan? <laughs> exactly. That is a great thing to live by. <laughs> I, 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 I took that uh, from uh, Pastor Chuck Smith because, uh, you know, people are always wanting to pin us down uh, 
to insert into the Bible what is just not there. And if it's not there, we just simply have to say we don't know. Exactly. That's the best way to interpret. You know, some people try to make stuff up and, and they get themselves in trouble. Brother, yeah. I would say if it's not in the Bible, we don't know, we just got to say that we don't know. Absolutely. And that's why I really love uh, the ministry that you have there at Lemon Lion, also with Dr. Reagan, because one thing you don't do is sensationalism. You don't try to insert into things what's not there. <laughs> Well, like you said, with the blood and everything, you know, that's a very sensational thing. It's extra-biblical. Right. The idea that this four uh, solar or lunar eclipse, excuse me, will be, have some kind of prophetic significance. They might, they might not. Like you said, the Bible's silent, so all I can say is, I don't know. I don't know. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> but Nathan, this is indeed interesting, this battle here, Michael, the archangel, uh, contending uh, with the devil, I mean, it really shows us that there's a spiritual battle. Revelation chapter 12, right, Nathan, also talks about this angelic battle that it takes up in, in the heavens, right? So this is this is for real. This is for real, yes. Uh, Satan led a third of the angels in rebellion against God. He cast them out of heaven and they went to earth. And here they re return. Now, some of them will, will actually read a little later. Uh, in Jude here is that, uh, oh, I'm sorry, not actually read it. I'll go back to verse 6. And quite a number of them are locked in darkness, bound right. in everlasting chains, waiting for judgment on that great day. In other words, the, the great one throne judgment. So there are some demons, and I don't know why. Maybe they had something to do with the, the Nephilim story we read about in Genesis, where uh, they, they possessed men and tried to uh, create a super race to water down the human race, and maybe that's when God put them in chains, or maybe they were just so evil they had to be put away. We know in Revelation that uh, millions of them are released Right. during the tribulation to afflict people for five months, so maybe that's why. But we know that all the third uh, of the angels that were kicked out and became demons, they're not running loose here. Uh, quite a number are chained and everlasting change for that great day, as Jude tells us. Absolutely, and we know that there's more on our side than theirs, right, Nathan? <laughs> well, exactly. There's two-thirds, and even if it was, God is on, on our side. And right. God, and we read about when Jesus comes back in victory, and all he does is and his enemies just literally fall apart and they melt before him. Uh, if Jesus wanted to say enough, enough, and do something right now, within seconds it would be all done. Absolutely. So the power is on the side of Jesus Christ. You know, Nathan, that is so true. Just about a night ago, I got this major spiritual attack. And you know, anytime you're going to uh -huh. speak or you're going to do uh, something for the Lord, the enemy will try to come in uh, to mess with your mind and bring fear into your heart. And uh, a few nights ago, being that we were going to go speak somewhere, my wife and I, I, I felt this incredible oppression and spiritual attack. Uh, and, uh, uh, I mean, it woke me up, uh, you know. And it was one of those things where the enemy comes in, and all I did, Nathan, was call on the name of Jesus. All I said was, and, the, and, and you know what? It was gone. So that's the power that is at our disposal, right? Oh, praise the Lord. And, and that's right from you there. Uh, Michael says, the Lord rebuke you to Satan, you know, and... The, the power of the Lord, and if the Lord wants us to get up there and He wants us to speak or preach or witness to somebody, if there's some major obstacle in our life, uh, we need to pray to the Lord and let Him deal with it. And that's the example that Jude gives us through the Archangel Michael. Absolutely. So Nathan, great conversation here. This is really awesome uh, what you're bringing forth to us. So there, verse 9, it talks about uh, Michael, uh, yet Michael the Archangel. And Michael is mentioned throughout the Bible. He's always uh, involved, right? Uh, in different ways in the Old Testament and also the New Testament. Michael is the archangel, but he also is the protector of Israel. 
Right. And so there's different angels protecting different countries, all the way down to cities and towns, and uh, even probably little communities. Uh, there's a hierarchy of angels, just like there's a hierarchy of government. And God has put the most powerful of all the angels, Michael, protecting Israel. And we read about Michael, especially when Jesus' second coming is. And Michael yes. comes and he's not only protecting Israel, but he's the one who gets to chain up Satan and throw him into a abyss for a thousand years. So Michael is an extremely important angel. And man, I look forward to, to actually right. seeing the angelic realm someday. Uh, you know, we always, at least Hollywood, you always picture them. They're, they're these white guys with curly blonde hair and big white wings. And uh, that's, that's not the, the case. We read the Bible that although some can take form of humans, there's some that look like animals and right. some that look like uh, forces of nature. Some have different types of wings. and So there's many varieties of, of angels. And man, I just look forward to seeing them. I think in this earthly body, I'd be scared to death if I saw, you know. Uh, you read about in the Bible, you know, when the angels came and they weren't in human form but their own form, immediately everyone falls to the ground terrified. So it would be a terrifying thing to see an angel, but uh, I'll, I'll say that for the, you know, after this life. Absolutely. <laughs> no, and you're right, Nathan. It, uh, heaven is going to be a beautiful place. There, Revelation chapter 4 actually talks about all the things that we will see, all the different beings uh, in heaven, creatures, and in Revelation 4, 7, it says, talking about these angelic beings, that the first living creature was like a lion. A second, uh, uh, it says there, like a li living creature, like a calf. And the third living creature had a face like a man. And the fourth living creature was like a flying eagle. The fourth living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes around and within. And they do not rest day or night, saying, Holy, Holy, Lord God Almighty, who is and who was. And who is to come? And that's what you're talking to us, right, Nathan? There are different types of angelic beings. Yeah, and that's a great example because those four angels are particularly different. There's, there's nothing like them in all of the Bible, and they have. It was weird that they have eyes covering all over them, and I don't know how that works, but you know, <laughs> I guess it represents the the omnipresence of God, his ability to see everything at all times. And they sit before the throne of God and they worship God day in and day out. And yeah, they're very different looking than your typical, and, you know, this idea too that angels are little babies, you know, like cherubs, <laughs> have little wings, and they have little bows and arrows with hearts, at the, you know, at the end of the arrow, and, they, whoop, and you get a fall in love with people. You know, that, that's nonsense. That's right. The Bible. And, and Nathan, that's why I'm so glad that the look that we're looking at is a biblical outlook into things. So, uh, verse 9, again, you join to us this very, uh, very important subject matter, and as we continue making our way there through Jude, uh, verse 10 and on, Nathan, uh, what else you got for us? Well, uh, obviously it says, yet those people, uh, back to verse 10, slander wherever they do not understand. The very things they do understand by instinct as irrational animals will destroy them. So it's interesting that these, one of the characteristics that you tell them of these false teachers, these, these heretics, is that they don't understand things. Right. Because they, don't, they just make it up and they, they try to Hold people, entice people, tempt them away from Jesus. But their thinking is like animals. You know, animals, uh, you know, overall, my dog's pretty smart. I got a beagle, and she can think, but you know, she doesn't work out combinations, or she doesn't write letters, or she's not working a remote. You know, they're just, they're smart, but they're not that smart. And, and, and that's what you think. These people are, are, are like dumb, irrational animals. They, they don't realize that by doing this, they're destroying themselves. And when it says destroying, there's two different uh, phases. There's the destruction on earth, because without 
sound judgment about wisdom from God, we make stupid decisions that could possibly destroy us. But mostly he's talking about destruction and hell, where they will be judged one day for the rebellion against God, for all the evil they did on this earth, and the punishment for their sins is hell. And uh, that is the destination for these false teachers, Jesus said. That's an excellent point, Nathan, and that's why we want to encourage anyone that is watching or listening. There's always hope in the Lord, and destruction is coming, judgment is coming, but not for the, those that have placed their trust in Jesus Christ. I want to encourage you, reach out to us if you need a prayer, if you have a question or a comment. Again, you're tuning into the Truth Will Set Me Free Bible Prophecy Radio Edition. Big Batista, Nathan Jones, as we're talking about the prophetic book of Jude. Local number is 305-992-9537, 305-992-9537. Nine five three seven. Text in or call in with your questions or your comments. Those of you watching us live via TwitCasting.tv, you can post your questions or your comments there as well. Of course, we only have about three minutes left of the program, and in case the program is over, you can always get a hold of us off air. We would love to still uh, reach out to you, Nathan. This is an awesome passage. I mean, there's just so much here regarding uh, what is coming. But you made a great point. There's those out there. Uh, again, like it says in verse 10, that they speak evil of whatever they do not know and whatever they know, uh, excuse me, whatever they know naturally, like brute beasts, in uh, these things, uh, they corrupt themselves. And my version talks to these uh, uh, false individuals as brute beasts, like you said, animals. I also have a dog, Nathan. Her name is, Fla Her name is Flower. And, okay. <laughs> and she is very smart, just like a beagle, but you're right. Uh, they're still, in a sense, uh, animals, and here these individuals are behaving like animals when they reject the wonderful things of God, right? Exactly. You know, animals, have you heard the term uh, pearls before swine? Yes. You, know, you, you don't give the good stuff to the swine, they'll just stomp on it and keep on going along. And that's just something about these people. They're spiritually blind, they're in rebellion against God, so anything good that God has for them, they just trample in the mud and move on. Here Jesus Christ has given his life for them. He yeah. sacrificed his life on the cross so that their sins will be placed on himself and so that they could, if they believed in him as Savior, they, they would be saved. Amen. But they, they take that and they throw it in the mud and they stamp on it and they belittle it and they trash it and they use Jesus' name as a curse word and they're like brute, stupid animals because in doing this, yeah. that very act of rebellion against God will destroy them both here on earth and forever in hell. Wow, great point, Nathan. And what a great way to start closing our first segment of the program. And we always want to close with a word of hope, right, Nathan? God does have a wonderful plan uh, uh, for people, but they must first uh, come to the cross. They must first choose Him. And Nathan, would you be able to just give a quick invitation, maybe somebody watching or listening that doesn't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, how they can start that today? Well, Jesus loves you. He died for you. I mean, who dies for anybody? That is his love. And God wanted your sins, your rebellion against him, to be forgiven. And to do that, though, the punishment of that sin needed to be paid. And God sent his own son, Jesus Christ, to pay that punishment on your behalf. And all you have to do is reach out to him in faith. Believe that Jesus Christ is the Savior. Pray in your heart, Dear Jesus, please forgive me of my sins and be my Savior. And Jesus promises he will do that. He'll forgive you of your sins. He'll get rid of that guilt. You'll have a new life, and you'll have eternal hope in heaven with him. Amen. All you have to do is accept him as your Savior. Praise the Lord. Well, thank you so much, Nathan, for that wonderful invitation. And also, Nathan, thank you so much for being part of the first segment of this program. It's always a joy 
to have you on our program. Pleasure's mine, brother. I love sharing the gospel with you. Thank you so much. I want to thank you all for tuning in. We pray that you can stay tuned to the second segment of our program. But thank you for being a part of this program. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May His face shine upon you. And remember to always keep your eyes on the Lord. Have a great day. Thank you.